Hey, this is Pastor Daniel McGee with Connection Church in New York City. Thank you for listening to our church's weekly podcast. We hope God uses this sermon to encourage you and to increase your faith in Him. If you'd like to know more about our church, please check out our website at ConnectionNYC.com or like us on Facebook at ConnectionNYC. Grace and peace be with you. Today we're talking about holy gratitude, or I'm going to talk about it, and I hope you'll receive the word, because I don't always feel grateful. Is anybody that just struggles being grateful sometimes? Just, yeah, being honest. I think one of the things I've noticed in my life recently is when I don't feel grateful, it's because I am focused in what I can see, and I'm focused in on what I'm feeling, and I allow those things to, to dictate how... I respond to God. And sometimes it's not just ingratitude where I'm not grateful. Sometimes it's just I, I really don't even want to be around the Lord at the moment because maybe I'm frustrated with Him because He's not working in a way where I can see it. Those words today, you went back and sang them again, Angela, were uh, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Um, they were good for me to hear today because it's always time for me to be grateful to God. There's never a time in our lives when we shouldn't be grateful to God. And I think the reason we struggle with it is because we forget a few things. And so today we're going to look at uh, a story from Luke chapter 17, if you want to follow me there, verses 11 through 19. And it's an interesting section of Scripture. I've read it, I don't know how many times, more times than I can count, but it really stood out this week uh, in, in preparing for this sermon that uh, there's a lot of nuggets here, and I really hope that we're able to to get what we can get today from it. So look with me here in verse 11 of chapter 17 in the Gospel of Luke. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee, and he was going into a village. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner? And he said to him, Jesus said to him, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. This is the word of the Lord. What an interesting verse, and there's a few things that we can point out as we just look at it verse by verse. Jesus was traveling in a, a, a land that was known to have foreigners there. So he was, he was already in a place where he was, it was um, controversial that he would go to these unclean places. And these guys have leprosy, and leprosy is a disease that, uh, it, especially in this day, in the day of the Bible, when we read this story, people stayed away from you. They wanted nothing to do with you because it was highly contagious, and it was deadly, but it was also miserable. The kind of life that would just cause you 
to not be grateful to God. It would, it would cause you to be frustrated and angry and hopeless and despondent. All the things of the world that are tearing you down is found in leprosy. And I thought, I've, I, I've never been a leper, right? I've never been in that situation. But I, as I was thinking this week, I think we, we are all should identify with the lepers here. And I don't think I ever have until this week. But I've listened to enough Tim Keller sermons to realize I'm not the hero in the story. <laughs> that I need to look at the one who needs to be rescued. And for me, leprosy is, and for you, is the same thing. Is there, there's this disease called sin that we have, and there's nothing we can do about it. On our own, there's nothing we can do to heal ourselves. What we need is someone, a master, to come in and heal us and to give us freedom and to bring a new life to us. And so he was going to this village, and there were 10 men who had leprosy, and they stood at a distance because they learned, I need to stay away. And when we are in our life of sin, that's what our natural inclination is, is to stay back. Sometimes it keeps us from having someone to talk to. We're like, I, I shouldn't talk to anyone about this because I shouldn't struggle with it, yada, yada, yada. Sometimes it keeps us from going to church. Like, I don't, I'm not worthy enough to go to church. Well, listen, if we were, any of us were worthy enough to go to church on our own, there would be nobody here. We're worthy not because of the disease of sin that we have. We're worthy to come to church because there's a, a Savior who's inviting us to come to His presence, to come to Him and to be saved and to be healed by Him. So they stood at a distance. They were isolating themselves because they were isolated by society. Now that... Not just society today, when our world of sin, in our, in our life of, yeah, world of sin, we can find ourselves in a predicament, right? And we will be isolated by people. They don't want anything to do with us. They'll write us off because of what we've done. They'll, they'll be done with us. And unfortunately, we can even find that within church, where people can say, you're not welcome at our church anymore because you're sinning in this way. They stood at a distance, and they called out, and they said this to Jesus, Master, when's the last time in your prayer life you've called the Lord Master? A master has authority over you, power over you. A master tells you to do this, and you do that. This is a posture that we should have with Jesus that... He's master over us. And they say, have pity on us. So the, the first thing we can look at today, if you want to write down points, which I know some of you love to do, uh, some of you can't stand it. So whatever, whatever makes you happy. Here we go. Number one, to have holy gratitude, request what you need from Jesus. This is important. Request what you need from Jesus. If you stay isolated on your own, then you're just going to be over there. But if you'll request what you need, Jesus, have mercy on me. Master, have mercy on me. Have pity on me. Uh, the word pity here also means mercy. This is what we are to call out to Christ for, is to go to Him for what we need. Request from Him. In fact, later on in the next chapter, you see Jesus ask a group of people, He says, what do you want, actually one of group of people was a blind man, He says, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And He's asking you the same thing. You know what that guy answered? I would like to see. <laughs> And he healed them. So as Jesus asked you, what do you want him to do for you? Not in a way that he's your genie and he'll answer your three wishes and, and do exactly what you want. The, the point is the posture. 
Are you going to Jesus to ask what you need from Him? Or are you looking somewhere else? There's a book I'm reading about spiritual warfare, and it had this uh, principle in it that fear is what steals our joy. And as he was talking about dealing with the way the spiritual warfare happens in the world, in our lives, he was talking about if, if you don't want to be free, I'm not going to work with you. Because I can want you to be free all you want. But if you're not willing to fight against the enemy, then I can't be of any good to you. And so it's on you individually. It's on me individually for us to make a choice for ourselves to go to Jesus and say, this is what I need. Now, he may not answer it the same way that you would want him to answer it because he's doing a lot of things besides just answering your prayer. So the thing is requesting what you need from Jesus, going to him to make sure that you're getting your focus on getting from him what you need. Does that make sense? Number one, to start with gratitude, go to Jesus and request what you need. And that's what they did. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, have pity on us. The second thing to do is this. <clears throat> realize what Jesus has given you. In gratitude, you have to realize what he's already given to you. So request and realize, if you just want to write down one word. Realize what he's already done for you. This is easy to forget the things that Christ has already done for us because of what He may not be doing for us now or what we may not be perceiving that He's doing for us now. Remember what He's already given you. And He's not just done it for you. And I, this is a big issue for me. And if you've known the Lord for longer, uh, a longer amount of time, this might be more of a trap. You, you get to where Jesus, you feel like Jesus owes you. Like, I, I've been really good. I've done all these things for you. So what the heck? Where, where are you right now? And it's a, it's a moralistic trap. He doesn't owe me anything. We talked about this, I think, last week or the week before. He doesn't owe me anything. But he chooses to give me these things. So gratitude is realizing what Jesus has already given to me. Um, one of the things that I forgot to point out in the previous uh, point was when he told them to go and see a priest, it, it wasn't like a magical formula to go and do that. But what he was doing, interestingly, was pointing, pointing them to Leviticus chapter 13 and 14, where the instructions for lepers were to go and do that. So Jesus was working within the confines of the scriptures in order to eventually, he, and he's on the way to the cross at this point as he's traveling to Jerusalem. So he's working within the confines of scripture in order to, to complete in full what that is, uh, that is said. So now realize what Jesus has given to you. Uh, he talks about this in um, Matthew 7. He says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And this means keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Which is going back to verse 1 or point 1. Keep requesting. Keep coming to Jesus. You're not getting on his nerves. You may get on my nerves, right? You may get on each other's nerves, right? When we talk to people and we, they're always asking me for something. They're always asking me for something. But you don't get on the Lord's nerves. He loves you. He wants you to come to Him for those requests. And so realize what He's already given to you. So keep doing these things. It says, For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and, the one who, uh, and to the one who knocks, the door will be open. 
They asked, and Jesus gave. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He realized, wow, look at what God has done. He's taken me from despondency and leprosy and this horrible disease, and I'm cured. So uh, don't worry, I'm, I'm good now. But I had COVID about four weeks ago, right? When I traveled and I was gone, and I came back, and um, one of the side effects, this was fatigue, this is the third time I've had COVID, right? Jiminy Christmas. Carrie hadn't had it yet, my wife. Um, and I'm not mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> she hadn't had it yet. Um, and so um, it, this is the third time I've tested positive for it. I probably had it more than that, I guess. But anyway, the point is I came back and on like day seven, so the quarantine is only five days now. I came and on day seven, I, I started getting this big rash right across my neck. It, it was eczema. It was on my shoulders and just all over. And I'm like, this is miserable. It was horrible. Like it, it was so red. Uh, one of my daughters, Ella, struggles with eczema too. And she has to keep it under control and always just put good lotions and stuff on. Uh, and I text her, I was like, I am so sorry you have this. It just, it just hurt my heart to, uh, to, to just empathize with her. Like, this is really miserable. I mean, I knew it was bad. Um, and I, as I was thinking about the leprosy, I'm like, man, I didn't handle that that well. <laughs> I can't imagine leprosy. But to be free from it, the relief I feel now, I mean, this looks good, doesn't it? This is a good looking neck right here. And so uh, it was really red on the front. I'm from Arkansas, and I was like, this is actually, guys, this is not what a redneck is. That's different. Uh, it is a redneck, but not a redneck. Anyway, um, and so, uh, but to have the relief from this now is shalom. It's something I'm very grateful to God for. This person, this leper, was healed of a horrible disease and could not wait to come back and do number three. Number three is return to give thanks to Jesus. He's like, I got to go back and I got to see this guy. You healed me. I did what you told me to do. I went and I'm healed and I got to come back and I got to tell you thank you. Realize what Jesus has done and then returned to him to thank him. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And he points out, now he's, he's speaking to Jewish people here. They didn't like Samaritans. They were like enemies. They were not like enemies, they were enemies. It was a culture war. Of, if you will. And he was pointing it like, look, where are the rest of them? We're led to believe that some of those other ten may have been Jewish. The Samaritan's the one that came back. Why is he pointing out? They were all Samaritans. Why is he pointing it out? 90% of the people didn't come back and say thank you. And the one who did, the 10%, the one out of ten who came back, was people that was a person that you don't even associate with. You, you, you have them stand at a distance even if they aren't a leper. You don't associate with them. And he came back and he threw himself at the feet of Jesus and he thanked him. And as I thought about this, I was like, 
I don't really remember the last time I really just got down and just thanked Jesus for something. Because I'm good at the first one, or half of the first one. I'm good at requesting stuff. But I don't know that I'm really good at just coming to him and saying thank you. Return to him. Remember what he's done and return to him and say thank you. He yearns for that. So it's not just requesting, but it's also returning. And the last thing is, report to others what Jesus has done. A heart that's truly been changed and has the the Spirit of God living within it will easily talk about Jesus. Now, it may not always be easy to figure out how to talk about him, but the more in love, the more grateful you are to Jesus, the more effortlessly it will come out of your mouth. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, what? Speaks. Heard that somewhere too. Report to others what Jesus has done. If that's hard to do, then I think you got to go back easily to one, two, and three and stay there for a while. And once you get to where you're throwing yourself at the feet of Jesus in gratitude, number four, take care of yourself. And if you're introverted, you think, but I don't want to do that. I hate talking to people. <laughs> it's okay. If you get to the point where you're really immersed in the gratitude to the Lord, you'll, you'll be fine to do number four in your own perfect way. We're all designed differently. It's okay. There's no pressure to this. I'm not having you go out and, um, you know, charging to go out and let the Mets game last night. By the way, the Mets won last night. That was awesome. Uh, I got to go to my first playoff game, which was really cool. Uh, I'm going to talk to my wife afterwards and see if I can go again tonight. So we'll see how that goes. No pressure. <laughs> I did just ask in front of everybody, though. Um, and so... Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but, you know, there was a guy who had this loudspeaker, and he was doing his, you know, repent, you know, ser- uh, sermon, if you will. And uh, I always have mixed feelings about that, uh, because a lot of times what they're saying is very true, you know, that they're right. They, they say a lot of God's word. Not sure how effective it is, but here's where it gets to me. All right. So most of the time when I see that, I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. I just walk past them, right? That's, that's, that's usually what it is. And then I start to think, I'm glad I don't do foolish stuff like that. And then there's oftentimes the progression I go from there is, man, I sound a lot like that guy when Jesus was talking about, Lord, thank you that I tithe and I do all these things and I'm not like, like this poor sinner back here. I'm like, man, it's so easy for me to, Feel better than other people. So last night, instead of judging the guy, I just prayed for him. Not, I didn't go up to him and make a big deal of it, but just in my mind and in my heart, I just prayed for him. I was like, all right, Lord, at least he's doing something. Maybe that's what he's supposed to be doing today. I don't know. I'm going to let God sort that out. That's not my battle to fight. And somehow maybe the Lord will use it. And what I need to do is figure out how to get so grateful that I'm ready to report to others what Jesus has done for me. I need my tank to be full. He said to, to, uh, to this Samaritan who was grateful, Jesus told him, he says, get up and go. Your faith has made you well. Go and tell people. Tell them what's happened. Your faith 
in my Messiah, my faithfulness. Your faith in the Lord has made you well. And that's what the Lord is saying to you today. Put your faith in me, put your faith in the Lord, and he will heal you. He will fill you to overflowing, and you will be filled with a holy gratitude that just can't wait to just get at the feet of Jesus and thank him for what he's done, to continue going back to him and, and requesting. And even when you can't see it, you know he's working because you're filled with gratitude and reminders of what he's already done for you. And you can't wait to tell people, this is what the Lord's done for me. I pray that you'll be a grateful person today and that the Lord will be top. No, he wouldn't be top on your list. He would be the, the master of your list. He'd be the author of it. Will you pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for what you've done for us. Thank you for um, your word that reminds us that we can come to you anytime that we want. That we, we're invited to come to you all the time to ask and seek and knock. And Lord, you will respond perfectly in your time. Thank you for giving us everything that we need. And in our times of ingratitude, help us to quickly escape by coming to you and requesting what we need and realizing what we have been given. And then just simply follow your feet and thank you. We love you, Lord Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.